This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and those are the vocals of jazz legend Diane Reeves. She has a multi-octave range that's warm and full and blows listeners away. Reeves is a recipient of the Jazz Masters Award from the National Endowment for the Arts, which is considered the highest honor in jazz. And the song you're hearing now is Tango from her 2014 album, Beautiful Life, which earned Reeves one of five Grammy Awards. Now she's returning to the Symphony Center this weekend for one night only with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. And Diane Reeves joins us now ahead of her performance. Welcome to Reset, Diane. Hi, how are you doing this morning? Doing very well. It's such an honor to be speaking with you. Uh, My pleasure. Yeah, you know, you, you've been doing this for quite some time, Diane. You've been, you've been singing and, and playing piano since a very young age. I know yeah. music also runs in your family. So can you take us back a bit? I'm, I'm very curious what the moment was when you fell in love with jazz music. Well, I think I fell in love with it because it was, like, available. It was there. And the thing that I loved about the music was that at the time, you know, I would listen to records and different artists, different jazz artists, like singers like Sarah, Ella, Carmen McRae, all of them. They would sing the same song, but it would be totally different because of the way they sang it and mm-hmm. how they presented it. And I loved that part, that there was something unique about it and that uniqueness was the most important thing uh, and, you know, your own authenticity. Mm-hmm. So... That was one of the things that um, kind of made me want to be a part of this music. Yeah. Well, before your own big break, Diane, who were some of your biggest influences? You know, my biggest influence was the times that I came up in. It wasn't one specific person. It was the way that artists were, you know, doing. Because you, you had, you know, like... Uh, Motown was like really, really starting to pop up and and be you know heard all over the world, and here you had these Motown artists who loved jazz music, and some of them even sang the music and were singing the American Songbook, but they were putting their own thing to it, and in the jazz music, you know the music was becoming a little more experimental and and more global in that, you know, Mm -hmm. musicians were going all over the world and making records with, you know, with master musicians from other countries. And it was just an exciting time. And so for me, that was my greatest, greatest influence. You know, some of what you just mentioned, I think, reflects in your style. You're known for alternating R&B and jazz albums and occasionally mixing the two because from what I hear you you didn't want to be pigeonholed stylistically. Well it's all music you know I grew up at a time when we didn't even hear the word genre everybody just did music and um, wherever and the thing is wherever you came from is or whatever period you came from that was the thing that you expressed the most and it made me it helped me to understand that your instrument is one thing, but your voice is something else, and your voice is something that is a reflection of the times and the way that you see things and how you've lived and all of that, and that's the thing that informs your instrument. And so, you know, I, you know, I grew up in, that, in a time where music was open, 
and um, everybody, you know, jazz musicians were making pop hits, and, you know, it was, yeah. <laughs> people were sharing music, you know, it wasn't, nobody thought of it as, you know, um, you know, genres, you know, mm-hmm. R&B, this, that, and that, they just thought of it as making good music, and so I come from there. Yeah, and I feel like listening to, to some of your work, too, I, over time, you, you hear new sounds kind of work their way throughout your music, but you still got some of those same distinctive elements about you. Um, and you're rewarded. You've been rewarded for, for, for this work. You've got so many accomplishments. You've broken barriers throughout the career. Uh, in 2018, you were the first woman to receive the Monterey Jazz Festival's Jazz Legends Award. Right. I wonder if you think your historical win helped open that door or open door, other doors for women in of the industry. Of course, of course, of course. There were a lot of other women in, that were there in support, you know, on that day, you know, who, you know, they're, they're doing all kinds of great things. So, you know, we just kind of open ways for each other. Every door open is for someone else to come through. And I mentioned your many Grammy wins earlier. You're featured on the new album, Generations, by the Baylor Project, which was nominated for the Best Jazz Vocal Album Grammy last night. I want to play a little bit of the track that you're on, which is called We Swing, The Cypher. Why do we swing so hard? It's the rhythm of life. It's how we get down the whole world around. It's a special kind of magic, part of our melanated sound. From the rising of the sun till the end of the day, we be shining like a diamond. That's just Diane, tell us more about the concept behind that song. There's great lyrics well, there. you know, basically, you know, I was a, a guest on the song. Gene Baylor wrote this amazing song that featured myself and Jasmia Horn. Mm-hmm. And, the, of course, the name of the record is Generations. And basically what she wanted to spotlight this was this continuum that happens in jazz music between generations, me being the oldest on that song. So it was really, really wonderful to go in and work with, um, you know, the other the other two vocalists and her husband, uh, Marcus, and, um, you know, to have such a beautiful concept that was so inclusive and so empowering. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with five-time Grammy-winning jazz vocalist Diane Reeves. She is on tour now, and she performs with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra this Friday night. Uh, Diane, still hard to believe that we are more than two years into a pandemic. How has COVID affected your career and touring? Well, um, first of all, I'm glad to be back out, you know, and doing things. But in in a funny kind of way, I didn't realize it until, you know, we were forced to be off and not work mm-hmm. that I, I, in, I've been out here for a long time. And I would say in about in the last 45 years, I don't think I've ever had that much time off, which I needed greatly What'd you do? Um, to really gather myself, you know, more than anything, you know, had an opportunity to think about a lot of stuff to gather myself and to 
see the world in in slow motion mm-hmm. and listen and be in touch with people and um and and also <laughs> you know it, it made us a uh, pretty tech savvy there you know we were zoom. a lot of us were <laughs> yeah the zoom and also making music and putting it out and still you know doing concerts and things over the you know over the airways over the internet you know, to keep the music going and and to lift people's spirits. So it was. There were a lot of things that dealt with fellowship and um, and a lot of emotional growth. And I feel like when I walked out of that, you know, there were two things that I realized that I needed more than anything was to have more balance in my life, mm-hmm. to not only be able to do the music, but to do the things that inspire the music. Um, because I think at one point that got away. And the other thing is grace. We need to have grace for ourselves and we need to have grace for people around us because everybody has stories. And this was a very trying time. And it was also a time that allowed people to really see themselves. So there's a lot of triggers and all kinds of things going on out there. And I just feel like that, um, as crazy as everything is looking, you can't allow it to make you break up with yourself. You have to be clear and you have to be kind. So true. Let's talk about this tour. You have been in California playing some shows over the last few days. You're going to head to the Midwest later this week. What's it like being out on the road again right now? It's great. I mean, I just finished a run here in northern, well, almost finished a run here in Northern uh, California, and, you know, we're actually out on the road, and I haven't, you know, I've been doing, like, gigs here and gigs there, but not, like, an actual tour. Right. So it feels really good to keep moving like this because there's a thing that happens from night to night, you know, um, a momentum, and it's good to feel that, that momentum again. Yeah. How's the How's the energy from the crowd? Oh, everybody's glad to be out, you know, (laughs) you know, we're glad to be with you and then, and people are glad to be out. So it's been really nice. What would you say is the best part of, of performing live shows? It's live that they're live, you know, every night is a different experience. So every night while we might have the same, some of the same elements, every night is uniquely different. And I'm up for that. I love that. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I wanted to use the opportunity to pick your brain because you, listening to you, every song, it's clearly a master class in vocals, Diane. And, and I know that you actually do coach singers. You've, got, you've taught this 18-part vocal course through Open Studio called Define Your Voice. So mm-hmm. for those listening, do you have any advice? You know, maybe they're up-and-coming vocalists. They might be listening and, and want some encouragement with their singing, what, what do you say? Well, my first thing is that there's nobody in the world like you. That that's the beautiful thing, the the miracle that we are all individuals and nobody is the same. You don't see the things in the same way. You don't process things in the same way. So hold on to that because that's your voice. And I would say to them, you know, define, refine, and respect and protect what it is that you have because it's special and people there's an audience for you out there as well can you tease what's next for you after this tour any other projects you're working on 
Uh, yeah, I'm working on a record. That's what I'll say. And um, hopefully it's going to be out um, next year. So I'm excited about that. Oh, and we're excited, too. So 2023, we can expect new music. Is that what you're telling yes. me? Awesome. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, that is award-winning jazz vocalist Diane Reeves. You can catch her performance this Friday, April 8th, at the Symphony Center. Tickets are on sale at CSO.org. And just a quick note, WBEZ is a sponsor of the Symphony Center Presents Jazz Series. Diane, such a pleasure. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. All right, let's go out on one more song. Here is Diane's version of the Bob Marley classic, Waiting in Vain, off her album, Beautiful Life. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.